Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, what an unbelievable treat we have today. Let's start with the motto of our guest. Be the change you want to see. When you say that, you actually have to live it day in and day out. And our guest today, Zach Bell, absolutely lives it. You know him best as veteran with a sign, an absolute advocate of suicide prevention, veteran advocacy. Zach, thank you so much for coming on the Got Your Six podcast, brother. I'm honored and privileged. And from uh, your lips to God's ears, I'll take it. Where I really want to start is not so much where you, like how you kind of came into it, because we'll get to there, but where do you come up with what goes on the sign? Is it, where are you pulling it? Where are you pulling actually like, inspiration from and everything you know based off of pop culture where are we going i have a running notes app on my phone is usually where it starts and i will make content in batches because time is money and it's the one thing we all don't have any more of like if i go out i'm gonna get like 10 to 12 pieces of content like over the course of an hour is like my goal so like I'll just I don't know I'll do observations of like military veteran culture nostalgia or sometimes pop culture if I feel like it's not too reaching like uh, too often too often to be involved in some form of a conversation brands especially consumer brands it just feels like a little reachy so like I try not to do that but like something I did yesterday was um uh, Kanye yay however he goes by it I don't know and um, whenever he's on. He does stuff at trends for like a week. And I saw him like walking like the runway in his new fashion show. And it just reminded me of like the way I looked when I just got to like standard issue and I left and I had on like all the gear and you didn't know what you were doing or like, I was like, Oh, I can like play this a bunch of ways. And so that was the template was just him walking. And it was just like the one I went with was like me walking around every single day, wondering how people knew I was in the military. Cause like, it's very, there's like a big jacket with a bunch of pouches and like he's moving with intent. And so, I was, and I just did a bunch of versions of that. I like how you said moving with intent because that is pretty much what you, you're doing with content creation and you're constantly implementing what you took from your time in the military to inspire others, let others know that there's a community of, Hey, just because you're out of service doesn't mean you're away from the brother and sisterhood of being in service. Yeah, that's definitely what my plan was. I mean, me in particular, uh, my service, I had such a, the only real word I can think of right now overall is not disdain, but whatever a step down for disdain is because like, at the, I mean, I was in a very kinetic time in the military from 2007, to 2011, you know, the GWAT was hot and counterinsurgency was cool. And um, there was a big part of me that like wanted to look for stuff outside of that for a long time. Like basically, I wanted to try and prove—not prove, not try. I wanted to prove that I could do stuff besides like hurt people is the best way I think to describe it because that was what so much of what my service was. But um, as I've taken the step back to realize that, 
is that like, that's not the reality of what it was. It was just like, you know, it's war. War is humanity's greatest failure. And like, we have to go through that societally to like change the way we view things. But that perspective I gained from war is like what shifts like my thoughts on like global politics, stress, everything really like my understanding of the things that I have right now and my problems and the perspective that it's given me on like an international scale in particular has really been something that I'm truly grateful for. But for like so long, I was just like, dude, I, you know, I got to do something else. I can't, I can't just be like crushing rocks every day. You know what I mean? Just to give the Sixers an idea of how kinetic it was. I mean, serving four years as an infantry rifleman in the Marines in first battalion, Six Regiment, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Six Marines, yeah. But also getting a battlefield promotion uh, due to meritorious service. Oh, really? You know that? Uh, I'm impressed. I make sure we do our research on the Gotcha Six podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, I got a meritoriously promoted. Yeah, I mean, we were going out seeing the enemy every day, especially on my second tour. It wasn't uh, contact patrols, it was combat patrols. So it was, it was just highly kinetic. We lost a lot of people. And uh, you know, I have a wife and two children. And there was no version of history where I wasn't doing that for like the next 20 years. And so initially when I got out, I just kind of like threw it all away is the best way to describe it. And um, I'm not proud of it. It was just what I was doing with everything at the time. You know that movie, the, the what is it, The Rookie? Yeah. Where like uh, Dennis Quaid's playing baseball and like his kids are like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> And he's like, ah, he throws the baseball and he throws it and it's like 56, but then it turns into a nine, like 96. That's kind of how I feel like my call back to the community has been. It's just like, it's something that I've kind of always remembered, but my muscles atrophied. And so now I'm in a place where I'm like trying to better understand my service and help people better understand theirs. Because like being in the military is the most selfless slash selfish thing you can ever do it is entirely selfless your dedication to a higher purpose and especially protection of your country and trying to do the best things possible but hard facts it's really selfish as well because everyone else behind you has your family has to be supportive of that and so like you have to acknowledge that and that doesn't mean you can't work it out some people do like you but i mean just the time the moment the job it was just it was time for me to leave and um from there it was just um you're trying to understand what that meant to me as a person. That's that's been that's my journey now. What does it mean? What was the like the tactical pause? What did that look like when you kind of decided, hey, this is the journey I'm I'm currently on to figure out what that that service meant to me? I'm gonna fast forward through a bunch of stuff because we, we don't have time, and I don't really talk about myself that much, believe it or not. But in 2016, I had graduated college with a master's degree and a bachelor's degree. Lipscomb University in Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm impressed. No, no, this is incredible. I really appreciate some of those tradecraft. I graduated from there. Yes, I did. And uh, I, I remember like, I felt like I like looked up and there were no more goals that were left. I had a job, I had everything. And I was just like, oh, I really haven't worked out how I feel about all that stuff that happened these years ago. Because just to get there, you know, the first three years out of service, you know, I would get up, go to school in the morning from eight to 12. I would sleep in my car and then I would go to work that night from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then my day was done. And that was like the first two to three years um, post-military service. And so when I got past that, all those hurdles and I was just like, I'm out of like goals. And um, that was new. And I was like, everything was just like unachievable until like getting to a college 
get into Lipscomb, you know, get into graduate business school. Like I remember like when I applied to business school, I was like 50, 50 on whether or not I would get in, but I was just like, it was a big shift in my mindset of like, yeah, why not? You know, like, why not? So in 2016, that was when I really started to like look at myself emotionally, um, my connection to the military community and like how I had not really you put that stuff in the right place is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, absolutely. It was just kind of a box buried in the back of a closet that you just constantly move with and never unpack. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, it was just a, I had a rucksack of, of, uh, of trauma, you know, and like, you know, even when I got to Lipscomb and I wasn't working night shift at a hospital or doing all those things, I was still going to school, you know, an adult degree program. So I'd work full time and then go to school, you know, two to three days a week. That's insane. Yeah, it was, it, dude, it was wild. Like people were like, oh, well, it's so crazy that you got here. I'm like, dude, I've been, there's nothing that was given. It was not taken. It was all earned. And um, ultimately, if there's anything I could ever give my children, I want to be like, I want to give them like this idea of like, why not me? But coming from a place of love, like my why not me was like near contemptuous of like, yeah, I can do it, you know? Um, yeah. But that's, you know, I grew up in a very different place than they live. And then also that lesson, right, of not self-selecting, putting yourself out there for whatever opportunities. Yeah. Being able to do that when you're at the top of a mountain and you're like, this is all I've wanted for the last two to three years. For like four years. Yeah. yeah, four years. Because then you look up and you just see a mountain range as opposed to the, the one mountain you were climbing. I had no mountains. I remember we do. We had saved up to go to Disney World with my daughters, and uh, we were at Disney. And I got the call like I was going into grad school, and I was like, "Yeah, you know." But like, I had just graduated, you know, then went to Disney and stuff, and like, I just had no mountains. And then a year and a half later, I graduated graduate school, and I was just like, "Okay, I've really got to figure out some stuff." And that stuff was like focusing on how I felt, you know, what stuff taught me, and then like ways to work through it. Because especially then and even now, like there is no transition period. You know, I'll be 35 this year and uh, I feel like I'm just now getting through a lot of that stuff. But, you know, I took two weeks off and then I was working. Like I didn't have time to like do a walkabout or like hit the Appalachian Trail. I've got friends that have done it and good for them. I envy them, but like most people have to like get out there and earn. And so that's what I did. So then... As you look now five years down this new journey, right? As you've started to have different mountains that you've climbed along the way, what skill are you working on now or ability to better understand your service currently today? I mean, um, I heard someone say, I'm trying to remember who it is, but someone once said, uh, John Bernthal, the actor, he has a podcast. It's really, really good. He said, pain is an adhesive, bro. If you've got it, you can connect to people. And I heard him say that. And I was just like, uh, well, he's talking to Shia LaBeouf about like all the stuff that happened to him. And I don't want to go into that, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, just, you know, two guys talking and then John saying that thing, like that stuck with me. And so like, I used to, I used to view all the things that have happened as like so negative and just, um, burdensome, but now they're just, you know, there's blessings of growth and understanding it. So like, I'm trying to use, the things I've been through to help move my community forward, to be more honest with conversations I'm having with them, with myself, with my family, you know, and doing things like that. Like, you know, because so much of my life, especially postgraduate school was like, all right, we got to go to like this meetup. You got to go to like this event or do this thing. 
And I was doing like all these things that are like the steps professionally you have to take. But like my goal for so long was to get the best, the best job with the most money forever, the best quality of life for my family. That was, that was my goal. It's like, get this thing, get that thing. Right. And, uh, especially in business school, business school is a hustle. Like you're just like, Hey man, I got a boy up at Deloitte or I got someone at Morgan Stanley. And I'm just like, cool. can't wait. You know, and Nashville's big on healthcare or like, Hey, I know a dude at Amazon, you know, we can do these things. And, you know, you do some time here, you meet someone there, you put two years in this company and you hop, you know, you hop back and forth. And, um, I was doing a lot of stuff and then the pandemic hit and I was stuck at home and it was the most time I'd ever spent with my family ever, like consecutively. 90 days straight. In the first 30 days, we made a fort downstairs. And like, that was pretty cool. And then I started looking at everything and I was, that was when the dumb idea of veteran with the sign came up of like, why don't I make a creative writing project about how to communicate with people digitally on an analog platform to try and make myself laugh, honestly, to try and, uh, I don't know, to try and, uh, I, I love that. Add, add some humor to the military community without being like toxic and narcissistic and all these things. And, um, that was like what I had in my mind and, uh, I just didn't keep going. But like during that time, that was when I made that shift from like, I don't want to focus on the job or the money or the stuff. What's my goal? My goal I want to spend as much time with my wife and my kids as possible. And when I like re zeroed and recentered and refocused everything, so many things came, came available, like my connection to them, you know, my emotions, uh, my profession, my opportunities, like all stuff started like opening up in a way that I didn't anticipate being like, all right, man, yeah, this, this works, you know, this works big time. And that is so powerful to be able to realize you're chasing a false flag, right? Because someone's yes. always going to have more money. Someone's going to have a better job, faster car, bigger house, whatever the next, that thing is. <clears throat> but time with the family, like you said, it's our most like absolute precious currency that we have and taking it from a transactional, like I need this to get that to just aligning to make sure you are filling yourself and the people around you with the most amount of like intent, effort, and energy. Mm -hmm. completely changed your life. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it literally did. Like uh, I used to be, I, you know, you do things in your mind. I was like, uh, you know, they'll be okay if I'm late. You know, I'm doing stuff to provide for them or I got to do this extra hour, this extra project. But like, at least the way my, I was interacting with corporate culture was not healthy. Also, this is like pre 2020. A lot of companies and a lot of people have just realized that like, you know, you don't need a building to do work. You also like our relationships to corporations aren't really that good overall, like big wide swaths. That's why they need people who have good leadership and good management more than ever. But just for me, like there was just so much hustle because like I found myself in this peer group and this peer group was like, Hey man, we're at this company for this amount of time. We got to move here in, in like two years. And then like, it's a, your job is secondary. <laughs> like it's just, it's that next opportunity and that next thing just chasing the hustle. Dude, and like, I mean, they're all still doing it. They're all very successful. Like all my, you know, graduate friends I know and stuff, but like, it's kind of like, I look at them like on the interstate and I took an exit to like an old highway and I'm just enjoying the, I'm just enjoying the ride, man. They're, they're, they're trying to get to a destination. I'm enjoying the ride. That's all I can think of. And, uh, I hope we all get to the same place, but like, you know, and I have that same thought of like I had in 2016, like 
what happens if I get there and I don't have any more goals or like maybe the, maybe the ride's a thing. And that's just been my passion lately is the ride is the thing and spend time with the kids, spend time with my wife, you know, um, be there, you know, go to cheer competitions, go to, go to their games. Like, I mean, it's, it's to a point to where like, I'm, I'm flying out. I'll say this. I'm going to go to battle bunker, um, with my friend Austin Alexander, who's setting up. Everyone needs to be check it out. It'll be on live uh, October 29th. I'll be there being stupid. But I'm flying out early. I'm flying out late just to come back in time to be here on a Sunday for a cheer competition. That's not like a dad thing or brag or whatever, but like that's how focused I am on that. How long is a cheer competition? Like when she com- when she competes, how how long is it? Just like that routine. Like two and a half to three minutes, roughly, which is a lot because I'm holding a camera like this for three minutes and like you have to be still, but you also have to like look, but you can't look at, you can't look down the barrel because it won't work. But yeah, on average. That's why you got boulders for shoulders. Yeah. Well, the trick is to get like a tripod or something so you can, don't have to worry about moving because like if you look, you, you know, your eyes, your hands will follow your eyes, whatever that's called. So like you have to like literally like, it's like we're doing room clearing. You have to look over the sites to make sure you're censored. Um, and you do have boulders for shoulders, but the, the, I, I bring that up because two and a half minutes to three minutes, you know, two thirty, three minutes, right? 180 seconds. But each day there's hours competitions. It's like a two day thing. Well, I mean, she's, you know, one's in high school, one's in middle school. Nobody cares about what I do. Like nobody, nobody ever looks at their friends and be like, my dad's not here. He's important. He's working. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares. None of that has value. What What is most valuable for me is helping to make sure I stop burying all of my friends. And this is not in the order of importance. That my wife knows how much I care about and my children do too. And I prepare them as young ladies to go out in the world and tear it in half if they want to. And just give them the confidence and the, and the strength to know that they can, they can terraform the world if they wanted to because... Lord knows their dad did just a redneck from West Tennessee who is, you know, one point was like, I think I can write in the New York times. I submitted stuff and a friend of mine put me up and I did like all that to say is that, you know, there's a difference between dreams and goals. Dreams are things you don't think you'll ever do. Goals are things you want to accomplish. And that's what I want to put in your head. You know what I'm saying? I am just listening right now. Cause like, I'm about to cry. Well, good. <laughs> that is- I don't know. It's just like so much of things that we do. Like I have people be like, how do you start this? How do you do that? Man, I have I have nothing. I have no advice other than do it, right? Because like, you know, after military service, I look at the common theme in my life. I'm at my belt. My, I'm at my best when I'm at the service of others. And you find the best version of yourself when you do that, right? And so I've lost more people after war than I did to it. The VA sucks, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff matters. What am I doing to help? I want to be the change I want to see. And that's where it all comes back around, right? Like, I'm not saying that we can do it all on our own, but what I'm saying is if like, if we all start talking more about solutions, instead of just like raising awareness for the problem, like people know what the problem is. We got to talk about solutions. You know, it's not a one size fits all. There's, you know, the pyramid of overall health, mental, spiritual, physical. If you don't got one the whole thing collapses. So you got to attack it on all sides. And, uh, you know, what's that main theme for you? My main theme is the time I get to spend with them, you know, cause very soon they'll both be out of the house and then I'll sell this thing and like on a, buy a boat, travel the world or something. I don't know. None of it matters. But until then, my only goal in life is making sure that they know they're the most important thing I've ever been a part of. And, uh, that I love them. 
And um, my other job is helping my community. And I'm by no means an example. I've messed up a lot. I'll mess up again. I'll mess up tomorrow. I'll always mess up. But I'm going to go out swinging, you know. And uh, if I can be a little more um, transparent and authentic about like my journey and stuff, then maybe someone else will be brave enough to say when they need help. And that's ultimately what I like to try and do. It's like make fun of myself, humanize our culture and be like, Hey, I'm making fun of us. Cause like we take ourselves too seriously and we should be like, Hey, I love you. You know, get some help. You know, things like that. And we absolutely love what you're doing, Zach. We're going to close out with a final question. You've already touched on this a ton right? As you live, be the change you want to see. But today, Zach Bell, how are you better than yesterday? I'm, I did legs today. And I didn't want to. And I had a whole event. <laughs> yeah. There we go. No, um, today, how am I better today than yesterday? I would say that I'm more aware than I've ever been of like my, my, the way I interact with the world. So I would say that's, that's probably the best way to say it. Acknowledging of the world that I'm living in. And I'm trying to be like, I know I can't change a lot, but dude, I can try, you know, and you know, like the signs and stuff, they all have that kind of, let's just try, let's just try. Like, you know, somebody, I think I put up, you know, I hope you care about Iran longer than you did Afghanistan. Like, that's true. Like I want people to talk about that. I mean, that's the reality for most people all over the world. We should never forget that because if we don't forget it, maybe we can actually change it. Instead of just being culturally relevant for a moment, we can try, I can try, you can try. That's what I like to think. And we're going to continue to try together. Zach, where can people go to connect with you, learn more about what you're doing with Veteran with a Sign, everything else that's ongoing uh, in the community you're building? Okay. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook at Veteran with a Sign, Instagram, Veteran with a Sign. I have a Twitter. That's Zachary Ebell. That's me um, talking trash about sports. And every now and then I'll do other things, but that's basically it. Yeah. Don't do anything with me. Just make sure you're listening more to Tony, that's what you need to be doing. Zach, we can't thank you enough for sharing your ideas, your strategies, your tactics. And most importantly, thank you for having our sixth brother. Really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, honor and privilege. Thank you so much. Hey, Sixers. Did you know the Got Your Six podcast is now streaming every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Audacity app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word wreath. Love to hear what you think. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.